You are wrong about guitars podcast. You're, you're just wrong. You're wrong, man. You're, you're wrong. You're about just guitars. wrong about guitars, dude. You're just you're wrong about guitars. You know nothing. Wrong. Wrong. Hello and welcome to You're Wrong About Guitars podcast. I'm your host, Eric Olvin. Going solo again. Uh, another week and another week down the rabbit hole of super strats. We're going to keep this going. So if you remember last week, um, we mentioned that a certain guitarist had uh, been buried with one of Eddie Van Halen's guitars, and that was Dimebag Daryl. And so if you know me, you know that I really, um, you know, he was one of my, uh, you know, guitar idols growing up and um, still is. I still love to listen to his music and listen to him play. I know, you know, it's just something about, like, his ability that really inspired me to get into metal music and, uh, you know, guitars in general. I mean, is we'll get into this, but, you know, another iconic kind of signature guitar, um, you know, something different that came out. So I wanted to dive into that. So we're going to be going over uh, Dean Guitars, Dimebag Daryl, and then some drama that's going on between um, Dean and Gibson and between uh, Dean and Dimebag's estate, his um, his girlfriend who uh, manages his his estate and um, the Dime uh, brand guitars. So let's dig on into it, huh? We will go over Dean first, give you a brief rundown here. So um, Dean Guitars also just commonly referred to as Dean. Um, they are an American importer and maker of stringed instruments, musical products, and headquarters in Tampa, Florida, right down the road. Um, their products include solid body electric guitars, bass guitars, and acoustic guitars, but they also distribute resonators, basses, banjos, mandolins, ukuleles, amplifiers, cases, accessories, and custom guitar pickups. It was originally founded in Chicago, Illinois in 1976 by Dean Zielinski, but came to prominence under Elliot Rubinson in 1997 after his company Armadillo Enterprises purchased the business. Um, I'll say, I don't know. I feel like they started to pick up a little before that, but um, I'm sure that all of that kind of hype and uh, uh, popularity right before that um, acquisition definitely... Uh, helped get uh, um, Dean Zielinski a very good uh, profit from that. But as a little bit of history, uh, they started in 1976, made instruments used by bands such as Hart, Kansas, Cars, Molly Hatchet, Triumph, ZZ Top. And uh, with the advent of the Super Strat and grunge music, Dean Zielinski sold the business to Oscar Medieros of Tropical Music, who gained ownership of the brand from 1986 until 95. Focused on selling to Latin bands overseas, and the company had all but disappeared from the American market at that point. That's interesting. I did not know that. <clears throat> um, Armadillo Enterprises, under the leadership of Elliot Rubinson, then purchased the business in 1997. Rubinson, a musician who toured as a bass player for the Michael Schenker Group, Uli John Roth, and Michelangelo Basio, um, expanded Dean's products to include acoustic, electric, and bass guitars. Mandolins, banjos, and ukuleles uh, with prices from less than $99 to more than $13,000. Rubinson had previously built Thoroughbred Music, a music retail store, music supply, and music clinic. Rubinson sold Thoroughbred to Sam Ash Music in 99 so he could focus on Dean. 
So after getting a number of endorser user guitarists, including Dimebag, My Michelangelo Badio, Michael Schenker, Leslie West, Dave Mustaine, uh, Michael Amet, and Jackie Vincent. Dean Guitar's popularity increased. Under Armadillo Enterprises, the company outgrew its Clearwater site and moved to a larger building that includes a custom guitar shop. Today, the company also assembles guitar pickups and guitar parts. In December 2016, Elliot Rubinson's son, Evan Rubinson, assumed the position of president and CEO at Armadillo Enterprises, which includes Dean Guitars, Luna Guitars, and D-Drum now. In February 2017, Elliot Dean Rubinson died from cancer. Richard Ash, CEO, CEO of Sam Ash Music Store, said Elliot was a true genius. He would have been successful in any business, but he went with his passion for music and built his business around it. He was truly one of my heroes. So as far as the instruments go, um, they have a line of electric and electric guitars that include the MLVZ Cadillac Split Tail, uh, Soltero EVO, Icon, Custom Zone, Vendetta, and Deceiver models. Dean also has many signature electric guitar models. Um, the company offers a number of Dimebag Daryl models or Dime, Dime brand, um, or did. We'll get into that. The company has also worked closely with Dave Mustaine of Megadeth um, for his own line of guitars, and um, not just like one or two, um, but they cost they had cost anywhere from three thousand to six thousand dollars for a USA built instrument, um, including uh, his signature VMNT Holy Grail electric guitar, which is a V style guitar. If you don't, if you aren't aware. Uh, it's kind of cool. They put a lot of gold flake on it. <laughs> um, let's see. They also make signature models for Brett Michaels, Michael Schenker, Leslie West, Michelangelo Badio, Michael Amet, Rusty Cooley, and others. Um, the company's bass guitar models include the MLVZ, Cadillac Edge, Metal Man, uh, Demonator, Hillsborough, Entwistle, EVO, Razorback, and Custom Zone. And then they import uh, and market other stringed instruments like resonators, mandolins, and banjos. In 2017, Dean unveiled several new musical instruments to commemorate the company's 40th anniversary. And in 2018, the company formed a, par formed a partnership between Dean USA's custom shop and Angel's Envy Bourbon to produce the Dean Envy series guitars made from whiskey cask barrels. They're pretty cool, kind of like a, a barn wood kind of style, burnt wood. It's kind of go check those out. They're kind of cool looking. And then in November of 2019, Carrie King, guitarist of Slayer, joined Dean Guitars. And in 2020, they made two models, limited edition and standard versions. And that's about it. That's the gist of um, of Dean. I remember. I mean, obviously, Dimebag was who introduced me to that brand because of his signature guitar, Razorback. Um, but I love the MLs. And uh, Michael Shanker, too, with his uh, half-black, half-white V guitar. Um, I, th I always thought that was awesome. And if uh, you've been in my shop, you know, and you've seen uh, my personal Dean V guitar. It's uh, white with black accents. And that was my first electric guitar. So it's very, very... Um, and the Dean brand in that way is very close to me because, um, it, you know, as you know, that first kind of guitar that you spend a lot of time with really gets, um, you know, it becomes a part of you and, sh and shapes what, um, you know, your guitar preferences really the rest of your life. All right, so let's get into uh, Dimebag Daryl. Um, just kind of a quick run through 
born in 66 and was killed on stage December 8th, 2004. If you didn't know that, um, there, um, he was most popular for, uh, forming the band Pantera with his brother, Vinnie Paul. Um, but also after Pantera, they formed Damage Plan. And that was uh, the show they were performing for Damage Plan when um, he was murdered. Um, he is the son of country music producer Jerry Abbott. Um, he began playing, playing the guitar at the age of 12, and Pantera released his debut album Metal Magic in 1983 when he was only 16 years old. Um, originally a glam metal musician because um, he was very inspired by Kiss, um, just a huge fan, um, and you 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 can even look up pictures where he's got all the makeup on. Um, let's see here. Uh, it, his original name instead of Dimebag was Diamond Daryl. At that time, when uh, during his glam metal um, kind of portion of the music, but then uh, followed by. Um, you know, 1984, 1985 with original vocalist Terry Glaze and then replaced by Phil Anselmo in 1986. And then Power Metal uh, was released in 1988. But their major label debut was Cowboys from Hell in 1990, um, introduced a groove metal sound to which Abbott's guitar playing was central. The sound was refined on vulgar display of power in 1992, and the group's third major label record, Far Beyond Driven, debuted at number one on the Billboard 200 in 1994. Um, tensions kind of grew in the band, and they ended up splitting up. Um, but great music. I, I really... Um, I, I mean, if you haven't listened to Pantera, I definitely recommend that you do. Um, but let's see here. Let's get into his equipment. In 1982, Abbott won a Maroon Dean ML at a guitar contest contest in Dallas. Unbeknownst to Abbott, his father had bought him a Sunburst ML shortly before the contest. Uh, nearing driving age and seeking to purchase a Pontiac Firebird, uh, Abbott attempted to sell the Maroon ML to his best friend Buddy Blaze, a luthier and musician. Blaze felt that the guitar, uh, that a guitar won as a prize should stay with its owner, and he refused to buy it. Abbott instead sold the guitar to one of Blaze's bandmates. Blaze negotiated with his bandmate and took possession of the ML in exchange for a Kramer Pacer. Um, Blaze then replaced the standard ML hardware. He installed a custom Floyd Rose vibrato bridge and Bill Lawrence L500XL pickups and moved the stock DiMarzio pickup to the neck. He also repainted the guitar from its original maroon to blue and black with a lightning bolt finish. Blaze returned the ML to Abbott in 1987, who was initially unaware that it was the same guitar he won as a prize, and it subse subsequently became Abbott's signature guitar and was later dubbed the Dean from Hell. It was pretty cool. I love that story. Um, but after the release of Cowboys from Hell, Abbott signed an endorsement deal with Dean Guitars. Um, Dean went out of business in 94, and Abbott then signed a 10-year contract with Washburn. So they kind of missed the mark there. But um, with his stint with uh, Washburn, they did like uh, ML kind of knockoff. Um, and then his contract with Washburn expired in 2004, and he became the main endorsee of the reopened Dean. Abbott's uh, murder came shortly after the Dean contract was set to begin. Abbott had designed the Dean Razorback and Razorback uh, V in the months prior to his death. And Dean also posthumously released replicas of the Dean from Hell. Um, D Abbott was praised for his instrumental tone, 
um, and was included in Guitar Player's list of the 50 greatest tones of all time. He used solid-state Randall amplifiers for most of his career, and uh, he remarked in the liner notes of Cowboys from Hell, gotta have that Randall crunch. Um, so that's the gist of it. De de definitely look up like his ML and... Um, uh, what do you call it? The uh, the Razorback. Uh, really cool guitars. They're huge. They're enormous. They're bulky, <laughs> but they're they're really cool. Uh, I had one in my shop that I custom painted, uh, blue lightning on the sides and a textured top and back, and it always got a lot of um, got a lot of uh, um, compliments, a lot of attention when it was hanging in my shop. But but I sold that uh, last month. Um, all right, so let's get into um, the gist of the Dean versus Gibson issue. So Dean must stop producing their VZ and Grand Sport electric guitars after their latest ruling in the Gibson trademark infringement lawsuit. Um, long story short, Gibson felt that Dean completely copied their, um, you know, V and, and Z guitar design. Um, well, uh, what do you call it? The V and... Um, Oh man, why am I Explorer? That's it. Um, but also that a few other guitars, the Gibsons, ESs, SG, Flying V, and Explorer trademarks. And then also that was thrown into this lawsuit was its hum hummingbird word mark. So I didn't even know that they tried to use something like that. But um, as a result, Dean had to cease production and marketing of its Luna, Athena 501, Grand Sport, V, and Z models. Um, starting in, I think that was ruled in July of 2022. So it was fairly recent. Um, but quote, uh, Gibson is once again very pleased with the outcome after years of simply trying to protect its brand and business through well-recognized intellectual property rights, rights that have been Gibson's for decades, the guitar giant says in a new press release. You know, I get it. Um, but at some point, like what Dean's kind of argument was is like at that point, um, you know, V and um, Explorer kind of guitars were just that's what it was known for. That those were just guitars, they were common, you know, designs that everybody was using. But, um, the judge uh, did not agree with Dean on that side. Um, so they also had to um, pay Gibson over $330,000 in legal fees. So, as you can imagine, that's a pretty big hit on a kind of medium level. Um, guitar brand. And then to continue on with more drama, Dimebag Daryl's estate sues Dean Guitars. More trouble for Dean. So the lawsuit marks the end of the late Pantera guitarist relationship with the brand, which was rekindled shortly before his tragic murder in 2004, like uh, we just went over. Um, but his estate has sued Dean Guitars. Rita Haney, Abbott's longtime girlfriend and the trustee of the, his estate, announced the estate's lawsuit on an Instagram post where she also detailed why she chose to end Dean's relationship with the guitarist, which initially ran from 1990 to 94 before being reestablished in 2004, shortly before Abbott's tragic murder at a Columbus, Ohio nightclub. After much consideration, it is with great sadness that I announce the longstanding relationship between Dimebag and Dean Guitars is over, Haney wrote. Um, unfortunately, we were forced to file a lawsuit against Dean Guitars. Haney continued, writing that it was unnecessary for us to end Dime's endorsement of Dean Guitars. To, it was necessary for us to end Dime's endorsement of Dean Guitars to continue to honor and celebrate his legacy the way he deserves and in the way he had laid it out. We do not make this decision lightly, and it is with a heavy heart that we share this news with you, Dime's loyal fans. 
As you know, after signing the deal with Dean Guitars in 2004, Dime was ecstatic to finally be working with the one and only Mr. Dean Zielinski, who's been gone from the company since 2008. Daryl had voiced several times that it was like going home where he belonged. It was something he was enormously proud of. So, um, I mean, there it is. Dean's kind of response was that they... Um, Let's see here. We have always treated Dime and his brother Vinny with the utmost respect and loyalty. We have enjoyed a long-standing 17-year relationship with Dime and Vinny and continued that relationship with Vinny's estate on the drum side. We are shocked and saddened to see the actions that Miss Haney has taken after both the Abbott brothers have tra tragically passed away, and we wish her the best in her future endeavors. However, it is unfortunate that Miss Haney has allowed her unrealistic demands and accusations to dictate the future of the Dimebag Daryl legacy in the absence of Dine's immediate family. Dean Guitars is proud to have played a role in this yada yada yada. Okay, so here's my take on it real quick before I got to go. The way I see it is that from the information that I've re read and kind of looked up online is that Rita was not impressed with the production of Dime's brand um and i'm sure she, like she wasn't getting the money that you know that she expected to get from it and but from a business side dean said that the dime models aren't being as popular they they aren't as popular as they used to be they aren't selling as much and if you go and, and look up or if you know you know the dime kind of brand there's a lot of work that goes into those guitars they're very intricate the points and all the kind of extra points on the guitar that's a lot to work from from a finishing standpoint so i'm sure the product from the production side those guitars cost a lot of money and a lot of time to produce and if people aren't buying them then you have to scale back otherwise you're going to run your company into the ground and i don't know if that was a communication on issue on their part and not talking with um with rita as, as much as they should have been um, but Rita has to understand that too. You know, it's been a while. It's been 20, like almost 20 years since his death. It's starting to fade out. The guitar, you know, industry isn't what it used to be. So you kind of have to respect Dean from one standpoint. They can't just, you know, keep producing guitars for no reason when nobody's buying them. So that is kind of bittersweet. Um, and the last I heard is that Rita's looking for a new place for the Dime brand. Um, you know, who knows where that'll go. You know, I guess there's been some speculation on it going to, like, Schecter, just like Zach Wilde's brand is, you know, manufactured in that same kind of facility. Um, but I don't know. Like, it would be really cool to see this go somewhere really awesome. I know I'd love to throw my hat in the ring and, be able to say, hey, yeah, let's continue Dime's legacy, but then all, let's let's make the next level. Like, let's keep going and in, in designing new guitars and new designs for uh, the Dime brand and uh, keep pushing it just like Dime would have. Um, I, I would love to take on that from a design perspective um, because, you know, when you get that much freedom and, you know, when you relate that much to a guitarist, kind of their style and their energy, like, I guess I do, or maybe that like the inspiration is just kind of inherent in me and it's um, set in there, but uh, that would be a really cool opportunity. Um, but anyway, that's kind of what's going on. So a lot of tr trouble, a lot of drama for Dean Guitars. Uh, it'll be interesting how they back bounce back from all of this. Um, I'm sure financially they've taken many hits on um, 
you know, the, these issues and, um, yeah, it'll just be interesting to see what they come up with and what, what direction they go to. Um, you know, me, I believe that, uh, you know, I don't want to design just V guitars. I don't want to design like a complete knockoff of an Explorer. I want to make it different. I want to make my own version that's completely like, oh, wow, that kind of looks like an Explorer, but not really like it's its own thing. And I think a lot of brands need to go that way. They just, they need to start putting more effort into producing original shapes, original designs. Um, and they don't have to be that intricate. They don't have to be that crazy, you know. Just make them make them different in some way instead of copying strats and tellies and Vs and SGs and, you know, get your own version of them that, you know, Gibson can never come back to you and say that's a trademark infringement, right? Like, do something different. Make it your own. Make it your own mark on this um, in this industry because there's so much potential. There's unlimited possibilities. And us as guitarists, um, uh, I, I preach to this all the time, and it's, you know, I get, like, why you'd want to buy a Strat or why you'd want to make a Strat like your model. But in the end, like, it's been around for 70 years now, right, Strats? So you just look like everybody else who's played a Strat in the last 70 years. And I guess I'll leave it with... Uh, my common slogan in that original artists need original guitars just like original artists need original music right why would you copy somebody else's style somebody else's guitar design when there's somebody out there who can design you a completely custom signature model just like dimebag did just like um you know randy rhodes did um, there's so many possibilities out there and, um, you know, Prince, um, it's a cloud guitar, right? Why not get your own, have your own signature guitar designed and made. Maybe that's just a shameless plug for me, but, um, it's something to think about, right? All right. That's all I got for you today and this week. I'll see you next week. Thank you guys so much. Go check out the uh, private Facebook group. Go check out the YouTube channel. Like, follow, share. Anything you can to help the brand um, grow and the podcast grow. I greatly appreciate yeah, <laughs> Greatly appreciate it. Thank you all.
first room We dance the night away Turn around and I hear you say Come on baby, let's get out of here So we can be alone Bye. 